Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Hey, just like that. Your favorite thing to say. We back. (laughs) Happy Friday, guys. Yep, happy Friday. A week it has been. Yeah, say the least. It's been a tough week in this household, you guys. Yep. That I did not understand or realize the magnitude of having a female in heat with the dog, a male dog in the house that's not fixed. It is a problem. Major problem. And because of it, so basically, Phoebe's in heat. I think we touched on it um, last episode a little bit. But Charles, I think she's entered into officially like full-blown ready. Mm -hmm. And Charles will not stop trying to get to her. Nope. He's relentless. It's it's a nightmare at all night long, all day and all night. It's you can't. He broke her out of the crate now once. Now I have to double lock the crate. He he's insane. He's driving the whole house crazy. Yeah, might have to give him up for adoption. Anybody want to adopt a small dog? No, seriously, you guys. It's (laughs) it's we have desperate times here. It's so bad that like I haven't slept proper in days. Because he tries to get to her all night long. There's no way to separate them. If, if we had them in different rooms, they would still try to get to each other. Yeah. So it, there's no solution other than, you know, if I were to board him out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that this is almost over, but he is getting a little snipperoo. Yeah. Snip, snip. We decided to do the, the L snipperoo tomorrow. Yep. No, I don't pr- know if that'll... Will it right away he won't go for her? I don't you know. You don't think? Because like, I don't know. Well, he's going to be in pain. I mean, he's going to be in pain for sure. But you know, I don't know if suddenly just, will that it, just turn it it's off. It's just, uh, it's their procreation, man. They're they're just like us. They ha- they instinctually he knows he has to procreate, so he's trying his best to get to her. Yeah, I mean, right <clears> now, you guys, he's he's just whining and panting to get into her crib. Probably going to have to stop this a few times just to even get through this podcast because it's it's just insanity yeah and it's crazy i was so mad at him last night because would you believe he he actually jumped up and woke me up on purpose like he wanted to wake me up to let me know like hey can you like get me let me get to phoebe like he woke me up he scratched at me damn to wake me up and i'm like what the fuck do you want i was like gonna freaking lose my shit nothing worse night. when you're sleeping knocked out good and then you're and getting... i was knocked out good and we're gonna get into that but man <clears throat> you didn't budge though like the other nights i know when you like sh- i know when you wake up a little bit mm-hmm. like even if you're not aware when something the other previous two nights you would wake up a little bit as i was having my my situations with this dog of mine but last night you were <clears throat> dead gone dead. And that's what I, I honestly, we have to talk about it. Grab those bottles for me. So we tried last night, you guys. And this is not sponsored. We're not being paid to talk about this company. No. They sent us these for free. I'll be completely honest, but they're not paying us <sighs> to discuss these. But I said, sure, I'll try them. So yeah. let's discuss what these are. These are called Delta 8 gummies. They are from the company Delta North. They are, um, what is it called? Delta 8 THC. Delta 8 THC. So they're federally legal. So this is federally legal. They're not legal in all states, though. No. So they can ship them 
only states that are also legalized. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not, and I'll get into the differences of Delta 8, Delta 9, but we tried it last night. And luckily, thank you for the warning label here that said, read first. If you are not a THC smoker, cannabis smoker, only take half a gummy because it might be too strong. I I listened, thank God, (laughs) because it knocked me the F out. It knocked me into a different planet because when I woke up, he finally got me, woke me up. I didn't know what day it was, what year it was. Like I was so knocked out and my feet, when I tried to get out of bed, (laughs) felt like I was in cement shoes. Oh, wow. You're heavy. You're in realm, huh? And then let me tell you. Did you wear a watch? No, I didn't. I wore mine last night. I need to, yeah. So we'll, we'll look at yours, but I should have worn it. Obviously, it was unfortunately too bad it wasn't a normal night because I had this situation with the dogs. But let me tell you, it was the kind of sleep that you crave every once in a while. Like, you know, you just want to be super deep. Yeah. So yes. like I equate it to like after a weekend of camping, and you finally get home in your own bed and you're exhausted mm-hmm. and you just sleep so good. Of course. So tired. That's how I slept last night. It was incredibly effective for me. <laughs> yeah. And I have not had a good experience with edibles. I have tried edibles before and it was always a very bad experience. I always got sick, anxiety. Yeah. Um, you have to be really careful with these kind of companies and make sure that you're getting what you think you're getting and that they're like third party tested and very regulated and this company is i you know before i took this thing trust Mm -hmm. me when i did my reading and research because i wasn't just gonna like take some random thc gum gummy from some company so i wanted to see like okay what's the difference between this and cbd and like real thc and all of that Anyways, so I took half a gummy. It worked for me. Tell me what your experience was. I could tell you were in a deep sleep for sure. Yeah, I slept good. You slept more than normal. Seven hours, almost eight hours. Almost eight hours. That's that's a lot for you. It says uh, I was in REM for an hour and 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. That good? That's good. Deep 16 minutes. See, I don't sleep deep very little at all. Very little. But I don't know. I didn't have my watch on last night. Total, um, total almost eight hours. Usually I'm like six, six and a half hours. Six, so six I purposely didn't do anything else last night. I didn't do any other sleep supplement, just this, because I wanted to see if it worked. So now I would like to try a different way. I want to take half a gummy during the day and mm. see what it does. It's supposed to help you focus, be really um, relaxed, but focus like you can really concentrate. Um, so I'd like to do that when I'm awake because I didn't feel a high or anything because it literally knocked me out. I was watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. I could not tell you one single thing about that episode last night. I don't know. This knocked me out so fast and Damn. felt heavy. And every time Charles was- Like wake, heavier than the melatonins? Oh, I if I would give the mel- a melatonin- sleepiness like on a rate of one to ten i would give a melatonin a four and this a ten (laughs) in terms of yeah like the feeling like i felt i felt like i can't even i I, like i said i got knocked into another planet that's what i felt like i didn't i'm like what day is it what do i work out this morning you didn't remember when i came to bed huh yeah you had the tv full blaring that that damn show of yours yeah no i remember women 
So <clears throat> I did I did want to look into it. So what is it exactly? Because it is called Delta 8 THC and it is um it is the THC from the hemp plant, mm. not the cannabis plant. Oh, interesting. So I think that's the biggest difference. It's not as potent as Delta 9. So Delta 9 is the THC that's in cannabis. Yes. Um, what do we take? This is Delta 8. Oh, no wonder. I didn't feel nothing either. What do you mean you didn't feel anything? You did. You were slept really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying body. that the high of it, there's no no high. No, there is a like, high though. Oh, is there? And it knocked there, me out. <laughs> That's, there, that was my high. It put me to sleep. No, there can be a high. It's not like CBD where CBD doesn't have the psycho benefits, you know, or doesn't have the, those things. Yeah. It does give you a, a, it does give you a high. Huh. It's not the same as CBD. Delta 8 and CBD, they're both cannabinoids, but Delta 8 has more in common with Delta 9, which is traditional cannabis, mm-hmm. right? That you, people, when they talk about smoking THC, that's what they're talking about, traditional yes. stuff. Um, traditional but flower. Because unlike CBD, the Delta 8 also produces psychoactive effects. Hmm. So it is like CBD with a little bit of a high. And you should also know that although it's federally legal and it's not like traditional cannabis, you can still fail a drug test with it. So you have to be mindful of something like that. If you're in a profession where you can't. Like, like commercial truck drivers? Yeah. like Unfortunately, they, they cannot. It. Yeah. So it's something to be it's mindful of. It's too but bad. if you are looking for a little bit of something to help you sleep that. You know, maybe you don't want to take it every night. Maybe this is something that I would do like on a day I don't have to wake up early. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to take a gummy and crash. What do you think would have happened? You only took half, right? Yeah. What do you think it would have happened if you took a whole one? I won't do a whole one for a while. I will yeah. work my way up to Smart. it because I was knocked. I was knocked out. But I oh, also knocked thought, me out too. I even felt a little tiny foggy when I first woke up, but it clearly it went away. And then I was like, I felt good on my workout. So I'm like, you know what? Even though my sleep was really broken, the sleep I did get was was solid. And like I said, this is not sponsored. I just had to discuss it because I slept six hours straight and then, or almost six hours straight, had to use the restroom and boom, went back to sleep for another two. Yeah, definitely. Like I can't go back to sleep. I I would recommend it. I'll link it in the show notes. I would recommend giving it a try if you struggle to go to sleep and you are not, you know, someone that has to worry about being drug tested or anything like that. Um, also, if, careful. And, with medications you're on, make sure it doesn't. Oh, of course. Always, have any you know, yeah. consult with your doctor yep. before any that type of stuff. But yes. um, the biggest difference is Delta Nine is much more potent and has a lot more, you know, psychoactive properties. Um, Which is what I smoke. So let's see. Delta Nine, they say, is approximately twice as powerful and side effects more severe including paranoid delusions, mental cloudiness, motor impairment, anxiety, you know, with Delta 9, if you, Delta 8, you know, not so much. So it's kind of perfect because it's like a, uh, it's like a mild version of smoking. Yeah. You know, and if you're using mm-hmm. it just for sleep and, and I love it because this, a lot of companies, they'll like promote something like this and they'll promote all these amazing benefits, like you know, all these, if this company is real to the point, like, yeah, you know, it could. Placebo it, effects. It, it, placebo effects. No, I've been saying people report all these fake things. And I no, placebo, but like fake. companies, I'm yeah. saying they'll market it like for pain relief, for this, for that. Yes. This company just kind of said like, it's great to add to your health and wellness routine. Mm-hmm. Help with, 
will help you focus, maybe sleep a little better, um, you know, wind down yeah. type of thing. Yeah. You know, really, really like not like bo- real bold claims. It's kind of like you got to try it and just see how what it does for you. That's it. I liked it. We're all different, right? You don't know what it's going to do. Like you said, a half sent you into oblivion. I loved it, actually. I, I took a full so one. I, I knocked out yeah, two last a, night. You did, it did affect you because you slept better. I could tell. And obviously your watch says you slept yes. almost two hours longer than you normally do. Yeah. But um, you're a smoker, too. So you yes. have a different tolerance yes, level of course. than me. I do not smoke or anything. Yeah. But uh-huh. I loved it. So I'll link it in the show notes. Okay, hot coffee that topic. That is true. Tap in, my fellow smokers. Hot coffee topic. This is interesting. Let's give it a little. Let's move these. <laughs> Let me give you a little cheers. By the way, happy Friday. If I haven't said happy Friday to you guys yet. Sorry, I'm a little grumpy, I think, because this week has been rough. You know but why? What do you always say? Sleep. Yes. Sleep is huge. So important in health and fitness. Sleep is like the most important. Yeah. Sleep is, is massive and it, and it totally affects the mood. It affects you big time. Um, okay, hot coffee topic is, ha- did you hear of this story? Are you? Yeah, I'm stretching. My shoulders are sore. Okay. <laughs> you know you're getting filmed, right? I know. Okay. Got to stretch still. Okay, so um, did you hear this story? Busta Rhymes got groped. He was like walking. I don't know if it was like, through a mall or through an airport, but a woman ran up to him and grabbed his butt. And it's on camera. She grabbed his butt and he had a knee-jerk reaction turned around angry and threw his drink on her and he's been getting like you know some backlash for that uh-huh. here we go let's talk about this one yeah what do you feel about that i'm like you know what i think his reaction was thousand percent warranted agree isn't that almost that's assault it is sexual assault imagine imagine if i got one up to you or a woman i just sexual assaulted i touched you yeah a sexual assault? Yeah. That's a charge. He's retaliating. It's a, I don't care who it is. Why is it always okay, though, the, the other way around? If Why? If you flip it around. Oh, hell. And it was a guy. Yes. And it said went up to Cardi B. Uh, and she did that. It would be no big deal, right? Oh, they'd be praising her. Because it was a woman. Because he, he threw it aggressively. And if you are um, watching on YouTube, I'll pop the video up on YouTube so you guys can see what I'm talking about. Because he, de- he definitely threw it aggressively. But it's one of those things that it's like rage. Do not, do not touch me. No. You know, women, I, I'm not, listen, I don't want to generalize Kairos. I'm not sure if women know this, but we don't like to get touched either, especially by strangers and not our privates, not our butts. Don't do that, period. Yeah. I don't like nobody touching me. Don't Mm-mm. put your hands on me. Man or woman, period. Straight up. That's it. I it's all about a, respect. Uh, you disrespect me. I might have that reaction too. He's lucky he didn't swing. He might have had a different reaction and swung. He doesn't know who that is. And you know he would I mean? have still been warranted. Like if he like turned around and just like. Or threw an elbow? Yeah. Like out of I've, anger? Listen, I have thrown many elbows because my ass has been grabbed many, many times. People love to do it in clubs. When you wouldn't it's real tell tight. me. You wouldn't tell me that one time. I know because I knew you would freak out. I just like would. Freak out. But they grab or they put their hands like back in the day, Vegas days, when you're mm-hmm. working your way through a crowd, you got a short dress on. Yes. Men will take the opportunity to put their hand up your dress. Yes. Or put their hand between your legs or whatever. And I would throw like massive elbows constantly. Mm-hmm. And I, hell yeah, I would throw almost, a drink. I almost, I almost got slapped once or accused of it. Turned around, looked at me like, I didn't touch you. Psst, I'm right here. I didn't. Some other fucking because somebody bit. they do it and they walk past. Uh, of course and they you do. don't know who did it. Sometimes, no. uh, uh-uh. that's disgusting. But 
That's yeah. nasty. That's, that's super sexual assault. You can't be doing that, man. Yeah, but it goes both ways. Yes, it does. So if a woman does that to a man, it's the same. Listen, you know what cracks me up? Everybody but wants is it? equality. Yeah, right. There you go. Speak Until on it. Until something like this happens. And then it's like, oh, but that's a woman. Yeah, but she assaulted him. And the, he had a knee-jerk reaction. And, and, and maybe he's married. You think his wife's going to appreciate Or maybe he has a girlfriend or fiance. And she thought it was so funny. She went and grabbed and then like paused. It's not like she was like running to not be seen. It's like she thought he was going to like it or something. She like ran up to him, grabbed him, and then like... And then, <laughs> she just got <laughs> it's actually kind of funny i'm sorry i some people will be like so so mad i uh you know it is what it is it I'm is not, what it is i am not one of those first off leave celebrities alone they don't want to be ran yes. up on grab leave them alone they're not they're not zoo animals they're not there for you for you to pet them and touch them and they're human beings like us they just happen to be Good at their profession, make lots of money in their why, own TV. Why do people feel like they need to touch? Yes. Though? Why? Ah, like the Elvis fans in the back in the day. Yes. You know, like, oh, Elvis, and they would cry. Why do you have to touch? Faint. Yeah, what do you have to touch? I'm confused with the touch. Who told you it's okay to touch? I don't understand. Well, I'm, we're not saying you guys, you, our audience. We're just saying in general. Who the I, hell gave no, human beings the permission to touch in strangers? General, like you don't you know these people. You see like a barricade and you see like celebrities coming through or whatever. And you see everyone reaching over trying to touch yes. them. Why? That's what, what I don't the, understand. What the I don't, I, fuck I is, is it going understand. on their brain? Oh, I, t- I touched those. Oh my God! Touch the king, and they they'll faint and collapse, and like you touch God or something. What, what what happened here? I just want to know. What did you feel? Did some energy, some special energy went through your body? I, I, I don't know. I love. It's a sick obsession you know, it's cool to me. Cool to see celebrities and stuff. Like, oh yeah, it's cool. Babe, we've hung out with celebrities. Well, what, I know, but on like, tables, I just don't understand. Someone needs to it's... explain the phenomenon of the need to touch. Why? I don't know. Like I don't get it. First of all, I am one of those people. I you know, have a space, you, like yes. you know, like dirty dancing. This is my dance space. That's your dance space. I was always loved that that saying because I have like this imaginary circle around me. Me too. And I don't like people to enter into my space. Like I'm very weird about my space. Don't come up to me, grab my arm, put your face in my face, and want to tell me a secret or something. It's like, well, back the truck up. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We don't need to do all that. Like I can like back it up. I you know. Mm-hmm. Too close. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, me too. You know, another thing I don't, I, I try not to have my back to the door. If you notice that when I sit down in you a don't restaurant. like people behind you. No. Yeah. It's a prison thing. I don't like it either. We don't like it. I don't I know don't what like, it is. I don't, I don't like, like a man either. behind me. I don't like anybody behind me. It's you weird. You know what, you're, speaking of I don't know why. space. It bothers me. Speaking of space. I can't help co- it. Coffee topic is like going on a tangent, but I cannot stand when I'm in a line. And the person behind me creeps closer and closer and closer. Like the line isn't moving or, and so I'll take a, they'll, they'll get too close. So I'll be like, okay, I take a step up. They will then take another step. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'll just try to shuffle a little further away. They'll shuffle a little closer. Like, can you stop? Can we bring the signs back? Six foot rule? Can you back the F up? Yeah, yeah. I had someone recently. The reason he got a pass because he's older, older man. And he kept so, creeping up closer. They look too close, but I, you got a pass. Anybody else? A younger, younger man. Hey, homeboy, check this out. I respect. Can you back up? Like, we shouldn't be able to touch each other. 
There's still COVID and flus and sicknesses. But that's not why. I've but like, that, I've that's had, not, but that's, but you're my space. But it's a excuse to use because then you could say, yes. oh, six foot rule yes. now. Or three but foot I've rule. I've always been that way. Like, yeah, I do me not too. like people to be too close. Mm-mm. Why know? can't people understand that? I get aggressive. Like, I don't know. I get like protective. I don't want to, don't invade my space. Oh, Damn my gosh. it. I remember when I used to work at, at Netflix and I would be in my cubicle and like someone would want to come show me. They'd be like, hey, you pull up that email you just got. And they're like above me, like wanting to like point. Oh, they're hovering like, over you like. Hey, hey, hey. first yeah. of all, back up. Yes. I will pull it up and yes. get in like my side view or something, yes. but not over my back. Uh-uh. That is, I, I, it enrages me. I wonder why we, we're like that. Is it know. an Aquarius thing or what the hell is it? But yeah, I, I don't. don't know what it is, but I like, like. I think the only person that wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me would be you. You could do that to me and it wouldn't phase me one bit. It wouldn't. But anybody yeah. else, I think, yeah. Right. Because I don't like people over my back, behind my back. No, no yeah. And I'm, yeah. It's a street like thing, too. I've always, always, when you're hanging on the streets, rule of thumb is you're always facing the streets. Never have your back to the street because you don't know who's going to run up on you, what's coming. You always, so we're always on the lookout. Well, so that's not instinctual. That. I'm always. If you notice, I'm always, as soon as we step out of the house, I'm always scanning. I don't know what it is. It's just instinct, I guess. A lot of people don't have that. I do. I don't like, you know, exactly. I don't know what it is, but got to watch your own back. That's yeah. the truth. So with the Busta <laughs> Rhymes, I am totally team Busta. Team Busta. You know what's so funny? Ironically, this, I don't know what it is, but like I've never been into rap music or hip hop or anything. Like that was the one genre I didn't care for when I was, you know, younger. And so, um, <laughs> For whatever reason, I would always think every song was Busta Rhymes. I, I, had, I loved Busta Rhymes. And yeah. I would always say, like, ooh, is this Busta Rhymes? And Robert would be like, no, it is not Busta Rhymes. Because he liked, you know, hip-hop. And he would just think I was such a dork because I just could never remember any hip-hop artist's name. I would think everybody was Busta Rhymes. No, you were like more like rock, right? Rock and roll, your genre? I liked rock, 80s rock. So it was even my genre was a little... Um, I was a little young for the music that I liked. Mm-hmm. And li- I like even like Air Supply, even like 70s rock, like Air Supply. So I remember that. Men at Work. and I remember Def- that group. Then of- I loved Men at Work. But then remember there's like Def Leppard and things like that. Now I would say my favorite artist, my favorite group is Coldplay. Love Coldplay. Mm. It's my absolute favorite. Interesting. Other than that, I don't, I don't listen to a ton of music, but I love the Coldplay radio. Um, because the mixture of music they play is really good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Team Busta all the way. Oh, right? you might get some slack. Oh, really? Well. Who knows? Yeah, I think. You know it is, man. It's team women, to me, two women, they come after us, us men. It's always our fault, this, that, you know? I just think. You could assault us, how, insult um, us, do whatever, and we're not allowed to say nothing. I've always been the type of person to try to look at things from both directions. Yes. I always flip it to see, well, how would this work if it was, if that was like I thought said, Cardi B and some random dude went, like that would have been like a brawl. Oh, Cardi might have stabbed that dude. Cardi's mm-hmm. gangster. She's from And the it would have been okay. She would have swung probably. No, it would have been a complete No, brawl. no, no. Like Cardi would have definitely taken... been a brawl. She would have been fighting. She would have, and then security would have taken yes. him down or whatever, but it would have been a beat down. Because it was a woman- not so much. Why is that? I don't know. 
That, that's what those kind of like. I don't Let's, like double standards. I, I want you guys listening. Discuss this. Pipe in on the comments. What do you guys yeah. think? What's your thoughts on this? We're curious. Because yeah. like you said, you got to flip the coin twice. Yeah. That's how it is. Right. People, humans don't ever like to do that though. They like to see one side and their side only. And I'm tunnel vision and I'm right. Like, dude, you got to flip it and yeah, see it both ways. Yeah, but I also like, I'm open to hearing other people's opinions on things. I'm not super like, oh my God, it's my way. And that is the only way. No. And, you know, only comment if you agree 100% with me. No, I mean, exactly. this is what disagreements and stuff is what makes the world go round. I don't like to debate per se. I'm not a debater. I won't waste my time debating. Yeah. But I think it's perfectly fine for someone to state what their, you know, opinion is. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, God, I've helped the debates. Yeah, I actually had someone comment on the last video. She wanted to... Um, point out that you know how i i confessed that i said the r word to tyler in my uh, anger one day with him mm -hmm. the word retarded, yes. yeah which you know it's, it's a slur um she wanted to say like she wanted to make sure i knew it was a slur because i don't think maybe i didn't convey that in the in the episode i definitely recognize it as a slur I do not use that word. It came out and I admit it. Um, it's not something that I've, like I said, I don't use names. I don't call people out of their names. But I, have to, I will have to say, that was a playground term back in the day. Yes. Like, things change. Yeah, oh, we yes. become more sensitive to certain terms. But that was regularly used on the playground in our when era? I was in school. Yes, it was. A lot of words were. That today are yeah. so sensitive or deemed offensive. You got to so, understand, that's hard for some older folks. Well, we come from a different that's era. How it comes out. So it's like, because you can say like, well, obviously if it came out, it's something in your vocabulary. Well, not really, because I don't regularly say those types of words. I don't, again, don't call people out of their name. But yeah, it's in there because it's programmed. we used to, we used we to say that. You know, we also used to do, and and um, this is not anything against a person who left the comment because she was, she was, it was a kind comment. She was just like pointing it out. She was, someone told me it was a slur. And so I wanted, I know you wouldn't want to offend anyone. I know it's offensive. I wouldn't, I absolutely yeah, offensive. Um, and so I wouldn't use it now. I was just sharing that I used it and I wasn't proud of myself for using it before. Um, because I can't come on here and say like, mm, I've never said any you know, racial slur or things that would be offensive or whatever, because growing up, certain words were said more, you know? Yeah. Crazy. They huh? were said more loosely. And, mm -hmm. and, um, I was never really one to say those types of things, but I can't say I've never said anything that, you know, was offensive or considered a slur. Yeah. You know, because you live and learn. That's what I said. That's like what I commented back to her. Like, yeah, I know. It's not, it was not my proud, a proud moment that that came out of my mouth. But you live But you and know learn. what? At least you can admit it. A lot of people would hide it and say, oh, no, I've never said anything bad to my kids and blah, blah, blah. And the lie detector determined that's a damn lie. Come on yeah. now. Mothers, yeah. fathers, they say things out of anger. They snap sometimes on their kids. You know, kids drive you guys crazy. I'm not a parent. I don't know, but I help raise your kids a little yeah, bit and they can drive you crazy you know i do i would never want <clears> to <throat> offend anybody you know what i mean yeah yeah of course so even if telling the story offended anybody and if it did not come across as clear in the episode that i knew that that word is a slur and inappropriate that's just my bad in editing the episode or whatever because i know it's bad that's why i shared what i did because i felt like ooh, it, it came out of my mouth and i was like after I said it, I was like, oh, I can't believe I just called him that. Yeah. 
and not even just him, just anybody. I wouldn't. It's just not something mm-hmm. I would say. But anyways, but thank you for the comment because those those types of comments, no problem. That's those are constructive. Like let's have a discussion. Comment. It, I don't have a problem with that. I don't like people like keyboard warriors. That's a totally different. Nah. Totally different type of um communication and i'll just delete those yeah people <laughs> want to get aggressive cool. and act like they want to fight online like you not really want to do that trust yeah. me they're just you're just typing like you really want to do that but you don't you're you high, like you said keyboard warriors yeah i actually i just wanted to shout out i won't necessarily read the reviews but i do want to thank these people for some reviews erica Thank you so much for your review on Apple Podcasts. And I think we got another one in here, too. Oops. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to find it. Okay, so we've got... I don't know why it won't let me see all of them. Okay, yes. Erica and Nels Bells. So if you guys want to send me an email... I'm going to treat you to a cup of coffee. Thank you so much for the review. I read every single review, and it's so helpful for us on Apple Podcasts. So yes, I really thank you. appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, moving on to managing weight loss expectations. This is a big one. And the reason a lot of times when I come up with topics to talk about is because it's been brought to my attention recently. So there's been a few comments dms that i've received of people asking like hey is my progress okay or whatever client conversations i've had so it's so important for you guys to understand like how true weight loss works because it it never ceases to amaze me when somebody will say they'll comment saying hey like i got my macros done and this i didn't do these macros but she commented on like a tiktok video i've got my macros done and i wanted to do it for weight loss and it's been six weeks and i've only lost six pounds i was like uh that's excellent what are you talking about what did we read the expectations yes of people are sometimes are way too high Very important to manage expectations because if you do not know what to expect that's actually going to be disappointed yes and, and then you think that it's not what you're doing is not working. And so what you do is you keep pivoting. Oh, oh, I didn't lose 10 pounds this week. Pivot to the next thing. Pivot to the next thing. You're like, which way can I go? What, what, what food can I not eat? What drastic thing can I do? Mm-hmm. What cleanse can I do? Because it's not working. And you're spinning your wheels mm-hmm. because you're waiting for like this miraculous thing to happen because someone on Instagram said they lost 30 pounds in a month. Or something yeah. you know like don't go by that stuff don't, no, don't go by people other you don't know what they're doing you don't know yes. who's being truthful they're, they're doing extreme stuff sometimes scientifically you know in order to lose a pound of body fat you have to create a deficit of 3500 calories in order to do that yep that's a lot of calories mm-hmm. in a deficit for 1 pound so when you think you can lose two to three pounds in a week, do the math. It's almost like you'd have to eat crumbs because to lose three pounds in a week, you'd have to create a deficit of over 10,000 calories. Yeah. People don't look at it like that, though. They, don't, they, they, they think like, I'm going to walk 10 miles. I'm going to fast. I'm barely going to eat. And the weight should come off. It, it will come off initially. But, but it doesn't work because you can't sustain that. That's the, that's the, that's the downfall, the sustain part. So if you think about it, 
approximately a thousand calorie deficit per week. So if you are able to have a deficit of a thousand calories, meaning you consumed less than you burned to the tune of 1000 calories, that would equate to close to maybe like, maybe like a half a pound, right on the scale or a half a pound of fat. But even that, so that would be excellent results. And let me tell, throw a half a pound on the table in front of you and see what it looks like. Half a pound is excellent. Oh, that's, what the girls say, six pounds in six weeks? Yeah. Throw six pounds on the table. So half a pound is good, but it, that, because it's so minute in the number, it's going to be hard to see that on the scale until you accumulate three to four pounds of it. The it, scale is is measuring way more than just your fat loss. It's measuring your skeletal muscle, Mm -hmm. your bone, your fluid, your waist. It's measuring so many different things. So even, you know, a little bit of extra salt the day before would negate that half pound of weight loss on the scale. So you might not see it. So you have to kind of just have blind faith. You have to know, okay, look, I know I'm in my deficit. I'm doing what I need to do. I have to do it long enough to where it's going to reflect on the scale and that's just the way it works. Like, that's just the way it goes. You know, yeah. you're not going to see it. If you lose a pound of fat, you might not see it on the scale until it's up to two to three pounds of fat just because of the other fluctuations that are happening. And a half a pound a week is excellent. Now, let, if you want to set like realistic expectations, 1% of your body weight weekly, but that's pretty aggressive. That is for, that is like the most aggressive you want to get. So for someone who's heavier, obviously, for someone who's 200 pounds, that would be two pounds a week. Mm -hmm. But that, keep in mind, that's still like an aggressive goal. That is. That's an aggressive goal. And um, that's why they say realistically four to six pounds. In what? In a month. Four to six pounds. Yes. Don't do do eight. Because you're giving yourself like, okay, a pound a week's more. relative to, because if someone told me you can lose six to eight pounds in a month, for me, that would be very difficult. Yes. And that would be a much more than 1% of my body weight weekly. Exactly. You'd have you to know? starve yourself. And, you know, so, but if someone's 250 pounds, six to eight pounds, that's why it's better to talk in percentages because it is really reflective of what's your weight. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. Um, Smaller the vessel, the harder it is. Yeah. Bigger the vessel. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the percentages, right? It's based on percentage. So 1% of my body weight would mean the most that I should be able to lose a week is 1.2 pounds per week. But that would be aggressive. Like I'm in a deficit right now. And I factored, I did my calculations to be half a pound a week. That's about, in, in actuality, it's like 750 or something like that calorie deficit per week. Not very much. I factored in, factored in about a thousand calorie weekly deficit, you know, because, you know, there's going to be some fluctuations. So I figured, okay, I want to have a pound of body fat lost a week. Let's do a thousand calorie deficit. That's nothing. No. That's really nothing. It's not. But it's perfect for me. Exactly. Because you, why? Why do you want to be modest with your deficits? Because then it doesn't feel like torture. You could stay in it. Mm-hmm. When people try to get too aggressive, like, well, I want to lose three pounds this week, so I'm going to do a 10,000 deficit, 10,000 calorie deficit. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, let me just put it in perspective. 
let's let's make it easy numbers. If you wanted to do it two pounds in the week, that's a 7,000 calorie deficit. That means 1,000 calories per day in a deficit. So that means if you burn a total of 2,000 calories a day, you can only eat 1,000 calories to be in a 1,000 calorie deficit. Yep. Do you see that? And to burn 2,000 <clears throat> calories, you're working out, you're active. So mm -hmm. Right, twice a day working out. So imagine working out and then only getting to eat 1,000 calories. How sustainable do you think that is? Yeah, till you break. Uh, let's be honest. People break quick. They don't last and long. And then what happens when Fast. you break? So when you've been eating 1,000 calories, do you think you break and, oh, I'm going to go crazy and eat 1,500? No. Nope. You eat 5,000. You go crazy. Because you lose your shit. Yes. And then you, you know? get to a place and then you're like, how did I get here? And so, and I don't <clears> want to be a hypocrite. I want to be really honest here and say, when I lost my weight originally, I've been very honest about what I did. I ate 1200 calories a day because that's what woman's day magazine said to do i was over 200 pounds my true deficit calories at that time probably would have been if like i did my macros let's mm -hmm. say yeah i would have probably started me at 1800 calories okay. and then worked my way down as i lost the weight um because 1200 calories for How me torturous was that that was about a thousand calorie deficit for me daily and that's why i lost so quickly Damn. But you know what? How, how long the, did it take I'm, you to lose the weight? Six months. 100 pounds? Yeah. Six months? Mm -hmm. Wow. Because I am an anomaly though, you guys. I am a freak when it comes to willpower. Yes, she is. So it's not good to compare yourself to, to me <clears throat> because I was, I was a freak about it. I'm like, well, it's working. I'm eating 1,200 calories. I'm going to walk every day for an hour. I don't care. And I am sticking to it. And the mo and every time you see week by week by week, the pounds right. just melting. You more motivated, more like right. I'm going to stick to my guns. But this is working. That is not the norm. No. So it is not what I would recommend. It is not what I would do today. Okay, because I, I one thousand percent had a too big of a deficit. I definitely lost muscle as well as fat, and my body showed that. Trust yes. me, my hair showed that. Everything showed that I was not eating enough. Um. I would not do it again today. Fast forward now, you know, the type of deficits I do, tiny little deficits just to move the needle. And so it hardly even feels different. And you just do that as long until you're ready to go back into maintenance. That's the trick right there. Do it to where it, it almost feels like you're at a deficit, but not really, you yeah. know, because it's right. kind of minuscule. What really changed? Like, I, I have to stop and think to myself, what really changed actually? Because... I'm kind of like 14 to 1600 calories during the week and uh, like 2200 calories on Saturday. That's right now enough to move the needle for me uh, by, to the tune of about half a pound a week. And you're comfortable. Yeah. You're not starving. You're I don't not... really feel like I'm in a deficit, to be honest, See? because it's so minuscule. Then you don't have those off track days. Yeah. But the problem is people want results that are not realistic or sustainable. Yeah, they want to do this. They want to go around things mm -hmm. and not go through it. And they want to cheat the games, what we say. I'm not going to kid <clears> you, and I'm not going to put any names on blast, but I've been getting a lot of messages lately of people are like, how quickly can I lose 20 pounds? How quick, How much weight could I possibly lose by such and such month? And, you know, 
and truth be told, I probably lose a lot of clients because I'm like, "Mm, I'm my program doesn't focus on rapid weight loss. Like I'm not your girl. Yes. I'm not going to. Isn't it kind of sad? But you're honest because you're not you're not you're not leading them to failure. What I mean by that is they set their expectations too damn high. 90% 90% plus of them are going to fail. They're not going to reach those goals. They're too aggressive, like you said. It's hard to sustain that, especially when you don't have that level of discipline. Like you said, you're an anomaly. You've competed. You did the competitor's right. diet. Right. People don't understand how hard that is. Yeah. I did something similar to the competitors. I did the keto diet. I was modern. And that was hard, but I was able to sustain it. I got used to it, you know. But mm-hmm. And for <laughs> me, even like um, when I lost the weight and then people are like well how did you maintain it i was it, it was not good that the first time around i didn't have a good relationship with food i was scared to eat i was so scared to gain the weight back so instead of me being the type of person that you know fell off the wagon and like gained all my weight back i was kind of the opposite but still not good yeah. It still created a fear relationship with food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy, I loved food, but I didn't have the joy that I used to have because I was always guilty after I ate something bad and I was so afraid that I was going to quote unquote get fat again. I, I was, it wasn't the way to go. I'm telling you, it was not good. I spent a decade after that. Yes, for the most part, keeping the weight off, but it didn't feel good. I was always worried. I was always worried that I was going to gain the weight back or I would, you know, go off the handle sometimes for like a weekend and then I would, you know, do the yo-yo diet cycle. I did it all, you know, mm-hmm. it's not the way to go. Um, but the most important thing is just to time is going to pass anyway and time goes fast. Did you say you've been getting a lot of DMs lately? Yeah. I know why. We're going into March almost. People are trying to get rid of their summer body. Summer is getting here. You really, you waited till right now to think you're going to be in tip top shape by summertime? I I think people, again, their expectations, they're either, they don't know. They're misinformed. They need to be educated. You need way more time, man. (laughs) From now to like summer. It's one thing if you're just trying to shed maybe five pounds, just tighten it up, tone it up. Right. Maybe 10. And that's what you you want 20 plus? Once you reach your goals. And you're like a maintenance person, then you'll maybe do an annual cut to shed a couple of holiday pounds, like what I do every year. Yeah. Right. That's that's like okay, yeah, you can do that in a, you know, a couple months, but not your your transformation. The the thing that's going to change your life, you know, that's going to finally you're going to break through to a side you've never been to. That takes time, not only for the weight to come off, it takes time for the behavioral changes to click. That's what people don't understand. For Behavioral the changes to form. Yes. For the for you to, you know, change your circle sometimes, like accumulate new people that are living the same lifestyle mm-hmm. as as you are. Yes. To, you need support. It's just it takes time. That does not happen in an eight week challenge. No. Don't don't. You know what it is. People see these shows on TV. And they see this and that, like, is it possible? Yes, you have to go through torture, but guess what? You're not going to sustain it. You're going to end up worse. It's kind of like, uh, not to get too off topic, but there are uh, Jillian, what's her name? Jill- Jillian Michaels. Michaels. She was on TMZ yesterday. TMZ yesterday and said, yes, Ozempic is great for weight loss. Is it working? Yes. But there's always that but. Yeah. And what is the but? There's a lot of side effects. And what are yeah. people, happens to people when they get off of it? Yeah. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about that. Like, that's yeah. why I said, like, Ozempic for weight loss 
it's not. should be for somebody who's going to use it forever because they have the potential to have chronic illnesses. Yes. Or they already have comorbidities. This would have been perfect for my mother. Yes. Perfect for exactly. my mother. Exactly. Right perfect, man, if this exactly. was around. But it is not for, I need to get ready for summer and lose 15 pounds. That's A lot of celebrities. Kind, that's not the kind of weight loss it is. Because when you stop taking it, you're going to gain the weight back. Yep. And then some. You are. It's, it's meant for long term. You know, yeah. long term or somebody who had really good discipline and willpower like do i think I'm, I'm not to toot my own horn but for me it would have been very effective back in the day because i would have used it to lose my weight and then come hell or high water i would have kept that weight off even after i stopped taking the medication because i have that kind of crazy willpower not everybody has that most people don't have it. no no it's you know, it's most people it's don't have it i know what you mean you know and so mm -hmm. i'm not i don't train people and i don't coach people with what I would do always or what would work for me because I know that most people can't do that. Nope. You know, if you can't have the, um, the treats in your pantry, get them out. Make it hard to access the treats if you can't control yourself around them. Mm -hmm. You know, just because I can, just because I can have treats and ice creams and not overeat them doesn't mean I'm going to coach everybody to do that because most people can't do that. Nope. You know, so don't so, set yourself up. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a drug addict or alcoholic. Don't have that near them or in front of them or around them. Right. And that's why it's so important to coach behaviors. When I have coaching calls with people, I always like, I'll ask them, where are you struggling? Yeah. You know? Very important. But the biggest thing, the biggest, biggest thing that I struggle with, with coaching is managing people's expectations. They just think weight loss, once you quote unquote, go on a diet, that you lose two pounds plus per week. That Susie Q started keto and lost 10 pounds in the first week. Susie Q lost water. Okay. Susie yes. Q did not lose fat. And how much does Susie Q weigh? Yeah. Let's that's take that into thing. consideration. Right. And then the other thing is they'll see like these um, people do, a lot of people will do extreme things because they want those crazy numbers. They'll see people post about their, their fast. Like, oh, I did a three-day fast. And I lost eight pounds and they'll post their results and they look so much different. Their bodies look transformed in three days and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Why does that person do the same fast every month? Shouldn't, if they, if they lose seven pounds every time they do their fast and they do it every month, after 10 months, wouldn't that be 70 pounds? Wouldn't that person look totally different? Why do they look the same? Because they're not losing body fat. Because what happens is after three days of fasting. <laughs> They're going back to eating, and chances are they're not going to admit to you what they're eating. They're going to overeat, and that's the part they don't show yeah. you. They're closet eaters. No, There's lots of them. nobody will show you no, that. No, they won't. Remember that social media is the highlight reel. Dude, why do people believe everything they see? I'm not telling people that. That's all for show. Look behind curtain number two and three, you guys. A lot of that's for show. It's for clickbait shows, grow my page. I have the Miracle Lancer diet. No, no, and no. It's all fuckery. It's all blah. Yeah. You know, it's snake oil. That's what it Joe is. is. And the other thing is like, wh why is it that people feel like something has to be overly complicated, then it must work? Like I see it so much on social media. Like, hey, you guys, I have, today I get to eat X amount of carbs and tomorrow I have to eat this amount of carbs. It doesn't have to be that detailed. Who wants to live their life like that? 
Like it's a high carb day. It's a low carb day. Like carb cycling is a big waste of time. Yeah. Let me tell you right now. Yes, it is. Unless you are an endurance athlete who runs marathons Mm -hmm. or carb cycling also is used sometimes when somebody bodybuilders are trying to put on muscle with minimal amount of fat gain. There's like a strategy they use because they use the carbohydrates for their heavy lift days for energy. Yes. But then they'll pull back. For leg days. Those are for like, I'm talking like the behemoth bodybuilders. Massive. If you are superhuman looking dudes, yeah, weight loss, lifestyle modifications, you're trying to lose weight, live a healthy lifestyle, stop wasting time with carb cycling and all these fancy rules and having to, you can't eat this, you can't eat that, you can only eat dairy on the first Monday of the of the month, and you could like all these. You know what's you know what's funny? You say all this stuff. I'm thinking back like about fitness, like rewinding the clock. I came into fitness in, I'd say in the 80s. I started working early. And looking back, so much, been so much gimmicky bullshit along the way, so much fake stuff, so much fad diet, so much this, so much that. So much. Man, when are you guys going to learn? None of that bullshit works. It's all fad, fake diets. It's all snake oil. Weight loss comes with creating a calorie deficit. That's it. You create a calorie deficit by any means possible. How do we think Ozempic works? It's not some magic pill that's zapping your fat. That's it's, what people think. I think they think it's Miss Pac-Man or, or the video game is going inside. It's going gobble, gobble, gobble. It's eating your fat cells. It's forcing a calorie deficit. That's mm-hmm. all it's doing. But it, because it's making you feel so sick to your stomach, you don't want to eat. Yes. You don't care about food. You don't want to eat food. Yes. That's why it works. It's not like some magical concept. Nope. You're, it's just forcing a calorie deficit, right? Fasting. How does it work? Because it kind of forces a calorie deficit. If you're trying to eat you know, for all your calories within four hours and fast for 20, you know, yeah, you might eat less than a little enough to create a deficit because it's yes. only four hours of time. And that works for a lot of people too. You know, it works mm-hmm. for some people, it, but, but let's not lose sight of the fact that it's not magical. It's not, oh my gosh, my body doesn't have food. So there it's melting the fat because it's been so many hours. No, that's not what's <clears> happening. <throat> it's just that you're creating a deficit. That's yeah. it. If you eat if your calories in order to be in a deficit is 1500 calories and you eat them in one hour or you eat them over the course of 14 hours, you will have the same amount of weight loss at the end of the week yeah. as the person who ate it over the course of 14, the person who ate it in one hour. Mm-hmm. It, there is no difference. There's tons of studies, tons of studies. When calories are controlled and protein is equated because protein has a high thermic effect, when those two variables are controlled, both groups would have the same amount of weight loss. Mm, interesting. So it's not, there's not, it's not magical. You don't need to do all of those things. Like someone, you know, the, and it's- Remember I told you about that, that kid, not to get off topic. He's like a nerdy jujitsu kid. He literally trains all day, fasted, everything, hours. And, and then Joe was like, how do you, how do you have the energy to do that? And he said, well, basically- I eat all my calories at nighttime. When I'm done with training, he makes a pasta, pizza, makes he his own whatever food. whatever he wants, right. And, and eats whatever he wants. And has an easy time making weight too for his fights, his competition. Mm-hmm. Like nothing, cruises. He goes, mm-hmm. it, it works for him. He discovered that. Yeah, like whatever See? works for you. Yeah. So it's, you could do it in one meal, like you said, two meals. Right. The only thing I just want to be clear, those whatever method works for you, right? But but the, the clear answer here mm-hmm. is that the it's working because it's creating a deficit. Yes. You don't have to track macros to create a deficit. 
Tracking macros is just for the people that like to know without, beyond the shadow of a doubt, this is what I ate. So I know I'm in a deficit. Yes. But some people despise it for whatever reason, fine. Then you're playing a little bit more of a guessing game. Because even if, okay, well, I'm going to try fasting because I don't want to track macros. Well, guess what? Initially, the fasting might work. But then suddenly you can eat more and more and more in that same small window because Mm -hmm. you get used to it. And suddenly you're like, oh my gosh. I have only 20 more minutes before my fast starts. You know, go go to the pantry, just like eat a bunch of calories real quick. You know, then it stops working, you know, and then keto. First it works, right? I didn't track, I didn't track macros. I just had keto. Why does it work? Because fats kind of keep you full. Protein keeps you full. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not eating carbs. So you don't have those blood sugar spikes that give you cravings. So initially you eat less calories, right? But eventually your body gets used to that and then you can eat more and more and more. And so like, wow, keto's not working anymore. Yep. But, oh, but it does work if I track macros. Okay, but then track macros. If you're going to track macros, you may as well eat carbs and fats because if you're tracking macros, there's nothing you can't eat. True. I don't know why people think carbs are the enemy. It's just all of the, the fuckery over the years. <laughs> yes. All the different things. All the fake news and fake science reports, bro science. A lot of it's bro science, you, you know? You have to be willing to evolve with the times and pay attention to things and, you know, make it make sense. Don't, there's, just make it make sense. No, nobody here, there's nobody yet that's that's able to lose weight without a calorie deficit. And you know what Jillian Michael said was interesting too? The problem we have in America, we got to move more. She yes. said that's the main issue here. People don't move enough. Oh, that's a huge. Other than overeating. And Harvey's like, people are just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> he's 70 years old and look right. at him. Yeah. He's in shape. He's, he's right though. People are lazy. You got to move. Got to move. Stop. Stop with the excuses and move your bodies and eat less. You know, not starve know. yourself, but eat less. Take the time. Constr- Learn. Take the time out of it. Like when I was getting back to like managing expectations. Yes. Do this. Yes. Remove any kind of weird, like, I want to be this by this date yep. and this. Just take that out and be like, you know what? I am going to do Lifestyle what I change. know I need to do. Yes. And just do it. And, and six months down the road, I know by then. I will see changes. Mm-hmm. Don't feel the need to, to like see every change all along the way and constantly be seeking like, oh, do I see a difference? Is there a difference? Is there, you'll go crazy. Just yeah. put your head down, do what you need to do. Time goes and it, it goes quickly and just think, you know what? If I just do what I need to do and stop making excuses and just get it done, Six months from now, I know I will be transformed. Yep. And then just kind of like put it in autopilot. Just press the button and just do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And stop making excuses. Stop trying to cheat your way. Cheat. Can't cheat the game, you Can't you guys. cheat the game. Can't. Stop trying to look for loopholes. Mm-hmm. Or Gimmicky quick stuff. Fixes yeah. And, and stop pivoting. Commit to something and stick with it and just do it. Stop pivoting every time you look for change. You don't see it. So you go, oh, I got to do this. I got to go back to keto. I got to I gotta do this. I got to start fasting. I got to take this pill. I got to, you know, stop doing that. Just do what works. Do Get in a work. calorie deficit by whatever means that works best for you. 
I personally believe macros is the foolproof, fail mm-hmm. safe. Yep. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. Do it for six months and you're going to transform. It's that simple. Yes. And challenge yourselves too. Yeah. It'll help you in the process. You, you, life can't be always easy. Things, that's a problem. Everybody wants things easy. You got to challenge yourself. You have to. Sorry, but that's the way it goes. You, things got to be hard sometimes. Yeah. Comfort kills growth. Remember yes. that. All right, you guys, thank you so much. And we will see you guys on Monday. See ya.